Hello, and welcome to the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each week we explore different areas of the vast Disney universe. This week, we are on episode number 20, so yay us, it's awesome, and thank everybody for listening along and keeping with us for all 20 episodes and the mini-sodes that have been rolling out, which there will be more to come of those. So this week, we're a little light, we've got couple troopers on vacation and a couple troopers who just like running so much that they're too tired at the end of the day <laughs> so tonight we have adrian hello and we have the duchess jessica hello and we have milford hello and i am rj melanie is still away on her excursion down to walt disney world and her cruise learning all about the cruise industry for her website and so we will definitely be interested in hearing about all her adventures when she returns next week and like i said crystal is part of this run club that she's doing she's training for the walt disney world full marathon in january so she's been doing extensive training trying to build her stamina and get miles and miles and miles under her feet so she can uh have a good time at the Disney World Marathon in January. So I'm sure we'll speak to her next week as well. So you're just stuck with us for this week. <laughs> <laughs> so just a few new things that happened the past few days, and then we'll get on to our main topic. Uh, the first thing is uh, most people who have who are annual pass members have probably heard through social media and emails that have been, went out. They put the percentage of the discount back up to 20% as it was years ago for merchandise and I believe certain food products, uh, restaurants and stuff, which is awesome news for the price that you pay for these annual passes. So I'm glad that they have done that. Hopefully it stays. Uh, I'm sure we'll be getting a rate increase soon as happens every year, but 20% is, is nice when you're, even if you're just buying a t-shirt, but if you're Getting some nicer items, you know, any, any percentage off helps. So just wanted to mention that. I don't want to go into great detail in it. You can find that out. If you're an annual pass member, they sent out emails with all the details and the dates and what's included and everything else. So, And the other thing is, which is super awesome to me, <laughs> being my pirate fan self, is the trailer was released for the fifth installment of the Pirates of the Caribbean series, which I saw early this morning or late last night for the first time I'm not sure and it's funny because a fellow on Twitter that I'm friends with sent out a tweet to me and five other <laughs> pirates as he called us on Twitter and and the heading was he said here this is for some of my favorite pirates and then he put the link for the video of the trailer and then he put a secondary tweet on top of that mentioning myself and four other guys on Twitter who are I can't, we're, we're big pirate and rum fans so I thought that was kind of cool anybody who gives a shout out to me on Twitter I, I get all excited about it so <laughs> so anyway the trailer I thought was great doesn't reveal much which is fine with me that's the whole point of the trailer I'm digging the new bad guy Salazar He's he seems like he's pretty mean and cutthroat kind of like Blackbeard was which I think is awesome and as the way pirates should be even though I do realize they are meant to be family films and they're not going to get an R rating I'm not looking for blood and gore, but scare factor and the and the creepiness of these characters is is always nice, you know. I was into it. I'm I'm looking forward to other ones leaking and more of the plot coming out as we approach the release date, which I believe is Memorial Day weekend of 2017. So, so that was really cool. I was happy about that, and I'll probably watch it many many more times before <laughs> another one comes out. And with that, uh, the only other. Th- thing park-wise that came out the Muppets great moments in history featuring the Muppets little show debuted yesterday at the Magic Kingdom in the Liberty Square section so all the normal bloggers and vloggers were there I happened to catch WDW News Today's periscope of it I did not watch the whole thing only because I didn't want to I watched about five eight minutes of it and i liked what i saw it it seemed totally muppets the humor was great the facts were good the town crier guy that i guess is kind of the lead in the show was was funny you know sam eagle was great you know trying to preserve the dignity of everything and then you have the peanut gallery 
being I saw Kermit, Fozzie, Miss Piggy, and Gonzo. I'm not sure if any others appear in the show later on. Like, like I said, I only watched the first few minutes or so. So I'm looking forward to catching that live when I'm back there in April. Did any of you guys catch any of that or happen to see or read anything about it? I did. It looks pretty interesting, and I actually can't wait to see it in two weeks when I'm down there. Uh, and I did post a link to one of them in our uh, Facebook page, so if anybody wants to go visit and watch that, uh, there's a link on our page to one of the videos that's out there. Cool. Yep. Definitely. And and as far as what I saw, the crowd was into it. I heard a lot of laughing, a lot of clapping. So hopefully it has staying power and it's and it's something that crowds can enjoy. And, and they there's so much material they can use. I don't know if they're switching, if the shows are going to be different themes every time. Or if I got to imagine, you know, there's, there's tons of history stuff they can use from that time period. So hopefully they've come up with a few different versions of it and not just running the same one multiple times a day. Yeah, I believe the deal was they were going to do something either every day or something every time they did the show throughout the day so today's shows might be the same as tomorrow's but at least they were different shows throughout the day or they may move them day to day i don't know that anybody knows that for sure okay well that's good i mean even if it's a random thing i'm sure you're going to get repeats once in a while but as long as it's not the same thing all day long so exactly cool well we'll find out i'm sure they have a plan they usually do and we'll just see how that transpires over time for tonight's topic we are talking kind of a two-stage thing. We're, we're, we're going to go around the room and discuss attractions, show of some sort, or just a general park experience anywhere on on any Disney property that we have not experienced between all of us. Contrary to popular belief, as many times as I have been there, I have not done it all or seen it all. <laughs> and I believe that's true with, with many of the members of this podcast. So we're just going to kind of go around and speak about those and if it's reasons why uh if it's something we're ever going to try or if it's just something that we're okay just kind of walking by every time or go or happy with you know somebody else telling us how it is (laughs) (laughs) so tonight like to start with jessica over on the west coast okay so um obviously i have a lot more experience with disneyland than i do disney world but i will say that the one thing i didn't go on and I chose not to that I really regretted was the rock and roller coaster. And the reason I didn't go on it was because the the line was really long and I was too scared to go by myself. So I wanted my family to come with me. So we said, forget it. But now I really regret it. And if I go back, that's like the first thing I want to do. I'm still mad at myself that I didn't just go in the single rider line. (laughs) Especially since there's rumor that it's going to be rethemed. I know. I'm really mad at myself, but I'm, I'm sure I will go back and I will go on it and it will all be good. <laughs> so in Disneyland, one thing that I've never done, which actually shocks a lot of people, is I have never done an official character meet and greet ever. Like I've I've met a few characters, but in Disneyland, I'm not sure if this is true in the Magic Kingdom, but in Disneyland, a lot of them just kind of roam around. So like I once chased Peter Pan pretty much all the way around the Matterhorn and then hung out with him on a bench and just talked for a while. <laughs> and I can totally see them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was I ran through the castle, through the drawbridge, up and around toward tomorrow. I was full on chasing him. It was really kind of embarrassing. But um and I've met Tigger and Pooh because in Critter Country you can kind of walk through the the Glen and just sort of meet them. But I've never actually stood in a line like to get an autograph and talk to a character. And I've never met a princess because of that. Because in Disneyland, that's really the only way you can. Like I waved to Ariel once and she waved back and I thought I was going to die. I was so excited, but I've never (laughs) talked to them. So that's something that I have never done. And I kind of think it's more special if you have like a little kid with you. Because I'm cool with if I see them in the parade or if I see them walk by, I think that's really cool. But I don't have that much desire to go talk to them, to be perfectly honest. So... I'm not sure if that's something that I'll do or not. Part of the problem is there's no fast pass for any of that. And it just eats up so much of your day, especially for the princesses, because they're all in the fantasy fair in Disneyland, which is right off of Main Street. And the line, I think the shortest I've ever seen it is two hours to meet the princesses. Wow. So that's just not really something I'm willing to do. There are sometimes places that you can find them. Like there's a it's called Snow White's Grotto next to the castle and a random princess will show up there sometime and then you can just get in a quick line and meet them and it's not as big of an ordeal, but they don't announce that ahead of time. 
and I've never had the luck of getting there right when she shows up, so the line for that's always really long, too. So, I don't know. That's still on my list of I might do it. I haven't, like, sworn it off or anything, but <laughs> I just have other priorities, I guess, while I'm there. I don't know. Um, I'm with you. I, like, yeah. I don't do face characters when I don't have my kids. I don't yeah. mind doing, like like Winnie Pooh, like you were talking about like that, but face characters, I don't know. It's like all of a sudden there's this burden of conversation and, you know, Disney right. World does, right? I don't know what to say to them. <laughs> I don't either. And Disney, I mean, they do a great job, all of their characters, you know, of breaking the ice and talking to you and kind of being the one to initiate all that stuff, but it's still kind of awkward. So I'll just like, yeah, not do that. But when I have my kids, I can like shove them and go here, talk to the kids. <laughs> You yeah, know? When I when I was in college, I actually auditioned to be a princess in the park. And Aww. I think that was where I failed was they had you go in a room and you just had to talk to them. And I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they were like, OK, you're not going to work. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, like. And then oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, the only thing I was going to say is I think that it's so impressive to me how they're able to just stay in character talking to anybody because they just I don't know how it's it seems easy but if you actually try to do it like when I was sitting in that room and you have to talk to them as the character it's you have to think about everything you say as you say it and they just I mean I know they do it all day long but they make it so natural it's just so impressive to me and how it's individualized to each person that they meet yeah you know, yeah. you can be in line and see four or five different meet and greets before it's your turn. And every single interaction is different. Oh, so I am beyond impressed. Not to mention that these, I mean, especially for the princesses, they're like 19, 20 years old. I didn't have that sort of poise or confidence or creativity in me at 19 or 20 years old. It's impressive. No, definitely not. Well, a lot of them are in, it's like a union. It's like an actor's union. So I know they still need to be up and up on their Disney stuff, but they're pretty much they're not just plucked off the street they're right they're, right they're trained to some degree but yeah but but to keep that smile on all day and you know because the face characters they're inside most of the time except for the princesses so they're going longer shifts without breaks mm -hmm. you know and they're like you said like like jessica said it's just it is awkward like i joked when we were there two weeks ago about because the lines were ridiculously short for like anna and elsa when we were walking around Epcot and I was like, Oh, Anna and Elsa's only like fifteen minutes and my wife looked at me and I was I was and I was a little sad. I was like, Well I still want to go meet him even though I don't have my kids. I would I don't know. I'm just a dork, I guess. I would I would wait if the lines were short, I would wait in line for all all of them. We didn't even go and see Mickey on this trip. The stuff that we didn't do, I think, kinda of shocked me like when I got home and realized like, oh wait a minute, we didn't do this, we didn't do this, we didn't do that and it just was like it seemed odd that you know you went to disney world and i didn't you know go and see mickey mouse but like you said yeah. you know not having the kids with us it didn't it wasn't something that really crossed our mind most of the time yeah for sure and then in terms of something that i always do there's two for me one is i always have to go on pirates of the caribbean because it's my favorite ride and it's one of the only rides that I could go on like five or six times in a day and not be like, okay, I need to move on to something else. <laughs> I, I could just keep going and going because I just love it so much. And then the other one that I have to do every single time is the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough, which I don't think there's anything like that in Disney World. Am I right? There's no like castle attraction. No, you can walk mm -hmm. through the center of it, but it's... There used to be a really cool store in there, but now it's the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and the check-in for Cinderella's Royal Table or whatever the restaurant is called now. But there's a okay. beautiful mosaic on one of the walls, but other than that, you're just you're walking under the castle. There's nothing else really to see or do. Okay, so in Sleeping Beauty's castle, because it's much much smaller and they don't have space for a restaurant or a shop or anything, you walk up in through the castle, through the stone hallways, and then there's all of these windows, and each window has a different diorama, and then in front of that window with the diorama is an illuminated manuscript, like a super old-fashioned book that tells, gives you basically context for the window, so as you walk through, it tells you the story of Sleeping Beauty, and there's little gags, like there's a door that if you knock, Maleficent's henchman will peek up at you and then you can see her there's a flash of lightning and you see her shadow creep around the corner so it's really cute and I just think that the dioramas are really pretty and that's one of my favorite Disney movies so that's 
it doesn't take a long time. There's never a line because people don't know about it. So it's that's just the other thing that I, I have to do every time. That's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. All right, cool. All righty, uh, Adrian. Okay, I have several things that I've never done, actually. So I broke them down into the different parks in Disney World. In Magic Kingdom, I have never been on the Carousel of Progress. Oh, my God. Ever. What? <laughs> Sacrilege. Even I've done that. <laughs> oh, dishonor. Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on your cow. Jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It'll be remedied eventually. Let's see. I also wrote down some places I've never eaten that are apparently like big deals because food is my thing, right? In Magic Kingdom, I've never eaten at Liberty Tree Tavern, which everybody talks about like has the best comfort food on the planet. Mm -hmm. So it's on the bucket list. In Animal Kingdom, I've never ridden Cali River Rapids oh. because I have no desire to get wet. Oh, uh, well then, <laughs> yeah, you're better yeah. not. There's, there's, no, this... there's no way you're not getting wet on that, on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's the same reason I avoided Splash Mountain for years. But you don't get that wet on Splash Mountain. But so eventually, I think when my kids are older, I'll we'll all like as a family just get on and, you know, just take the plunge. Yep. Pun there. But because um, <laughs> I, I, I want to experience someday, but I hate the thought of right of walking around somewhere wet and I hate dragging more stuff with me into a park than I have to. So I don't want to bring changes of clothes for four people. Uh, you, you, know. you, you do it last. Yeah. Then you, I mean, but then if you're in transportation, you have to wait in the line <laughs> for a bus wet. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I, I got you. I got yeah. you. <laughs> um, Hollywood Studios, I am a bad nerd because the last few times we've been, I have never experienced the Star Wars fireworks, which makes me very upset, especially after hearing your trip report and about how awesome <laughs> they were. And I've never seen Beauty and the Beast, the stage show. Oh, uh, that's a good show. Yeah, I want to. And I've never eaten at the Brown Derby. I wrote that down, too. Mm. We did the little um, Brown Derby lounge last time we were there and, like, had some desserts and stuff. But, but you can't wanted... get the Cobb salad out there. Exactly. exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, another thing that's on my food bucket list. And then in Epcot, food, like, I've only eaten in, like, 10% of the restaurants there because there's a thousand of them. <laughs> and I never rode Maelstrom before it became Frozen Ever After. And now I've never ridden Frozen Ever After because it was broken down. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that is about me. Jeez. But I know. <laughs> it's bad. Really and honestly, when I was writing some of these down, I was like, I know I'm going to get some crap for these. <laughs> Especially Carousel of Progress. I made up coming. Okay. So things that I always do, whether it's planned or not. In Magic Kingdom, because my children are obsessed, I, I ride Barnstormer every time. Like, we're not allowed to enter that park and not ride Barnstormer <laughs> at least five times. Like, it can't just be once. It's got to be at least five. <laughs> and for some reason, we always end up at the Friar's Nook to get a snack. I guess because we mm. spend so much time in Fantasyland that we always end up there getting macaroni and cheese. They got good snacks there. It is good. It's good <laughs> stuff. In Animal Kingdom, we always ride Everest. And that is planned. And then we always end up at that little bar snack place right beside it. I wrote it down. It's the Thirsty, Thirsty. River Bar. Yeah. Yep. That's fairly is new. That, is it? Mm -hmm. Because every time we go over there, that's where we end up. And we get some sort of frozen concoction because it's always hot. Hollywood Studios, we don't leave without doing Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> it's my, it's, I mean, I'm a giant Aerosmith fan. Like I was, my dad is a huge rock and roll guy so i was raised on that stuff so it's a it was a have to for me and then as soon as my husband you know decided that he liked roller coasters <laughs> we now ride it i mean the last time we were there i think we rode it three or four times each and then we always end up at the abc commentary to get a snack there they have good cupcakes um <laughs> food is important to me all absolutely <laughs> And then finally, in Epcot, we always ride Test Track. My daughter, as soon as she was tall enough for it, it was a must-do for her, which excites me because I like that she likes thrill rides. And we always eat at Via Napoli. I love Via Napoli. Mm -hmm. That pizza is amazing. Sure is. And then I was only going to mention one other thing that was like just like a general experience. Whenever 
we always end up at Disney Springs. And for some reason, I don't know why, we always go to T-Rex. There are a thousand and seven <laughs> restaurants I and know. we always end up at T-Rex. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a it's a fun place. I mean, there there's a bunch of them all over the place. Same thing like rainforest. There's there's a rainforest forty minutes I think for me in a mall, but I, I guess in, I've never I eaten in the rainforest down there. But we ate at the T Rex last time we were there with our with friends and kids and stuff like that. And I mean, it's cool. It was easy. To, I think it was because it was the food is easy for everybody. Yeah, you don't have to search through the menu for people who are either picky eaters or kids who are only going to get chicken nuggets or hot dogs anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of a no brainer meal with some cool entertainment every, you know, yeah. 15 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my list until I think of something else while y'all are talking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Milford. Well, I'm sitting here contemplating and the only ride I can come up with that I have never ridden and you guys are all going to kill me for it is the Astro Orbiters. Oh my lord. You know, I've I hadn't never, done that before July. The Astro Orbiters. And mostly because the the line is always so stinking long for it. Yeah. Um it's a ahead. long it's a long load and unload procedure on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then getting people up there and get yeah, it, that's crazy. And I don't think my kids have even ridden it. So I'm in, in good company with that, I guess. <laughs> as far as attractions at other parks, till recently we had not done the Flight of Wonder thing at Animal Kingdom. Oh, that's a good show. So that's the thing back on the back road between Asia and Africa. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, we always walked by it, you know, and the ladies always standing out there, come on, come watch our show. Because, like, I guess nobody goes and sees that show. I guess now it's very popular, and uh, we we actually I actually sat down and sat through it, and I have to agree that was pretty cool. I mean, I got pictures of the eagle and the hawk and stuff flying like two yep. feet over my head, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I guess for must dos, I have to do Expedition Everest every trip. I, mm-hmm. I have to get to Animal Kingdom and do that ride. I have to try and get the Lion King, Legend of the Lion King show because i love that show just mm-hmm. the, the the lights and the and the performers in that show are just phenomenal it's so good uh, yes and then you know i always have to get my standards i have to get to magic kingdom and get the haunted mansion in because <laughs> i love the haunted mansion and then i could probably go on for days about food so <laughs> I, I, I think that we, we've probably got to save that for another trip but we need a whole uh, episode about food i think <laughs> Multiple no, food guess, episodes. I guess my favorite thing to stop that I have to get is a frozen Coke in Hollywood Studios if the cart is open. Because there's a frozen Coke stand back on the back side of the one uh, shopping building. And I, that's pretty much all I can think of. All right. Very good. All right. So I guess it's my turn. In listening to everybody's things, I don't think there's anything that I can get blasted for on here. <laughs> I I can say the only thing that I believe that I have not ridden other than a stuff that was closed before I was old enough to ride it is the Primeval Whirl in Animal Kingdom. Mostly because a lot of times in its early days when we were there, it was always broken down. It had numerous troubles at the beginning, and it was always doing repairs on it. And I can't do ridiculous spinny things like that, so that's the other reason why I will probably why I will probably never ride it. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to take one for the team because my children are now big enough to ride it, and but they won't go on it by themselves. So <laughs> that's going to be a, when they decide they want to do it, that's going to be an end-of-the-day attraction, so then I can at least just crawl back to the hotel room and lay in bed for the rest of the evening. <laughs> so can you do the teacups, or do those make you queasy? That I've never been on. So there's another one I've never been on. No, I can't do it. My wife would always take my kids on it because she had a much better tolerance of that i ruined myself at a young age with that stuff i remember going to a local carnival where the they call them the monkey cages it's like the star wheel where it spins and then it has the cages that you can spin around so i went on this kid took me on it and he just spun the thing 100 miles an hour all the whole entire time of the ride and i got off and got myself sick and then just never wanted to know anything about spinny rides again <laughs> but my father also has like a motion sickness he can't go on like the carousel it messes with him 
but he but he's okay on like Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain. So I don't know what what triggers it, but it's just a, it's a spinny thing, a spinny thing and an up and down thing. I'm, I'm glad I rode Tower of the Terror Tower of Terror when it first opened in for many years, but I, I that's another one I I can't go on anymore just because I I can't take the randomness of it. If I get caught on one of those six or seven drop things, it's just it's it's not happy. <laughs> I, I can't. I couldn't think of anything else over the years that I had not gone on. Uh, I've, you know, Milford mentioned the the Astro Orbers. I was on it when it was the Star Jets, and probably was many years till I went on it again as the Astro Orbiters. Now it's actually a really cool ride to go on. I mean, it's a spinner ride. There's nothing fancy about it, but you get some great views of the Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You're on top of everything. So it's you get some great views on, on that. You know, over at Epcot if, and the studios, it, yeah, there's there's nothing I have else I haven't been on. There's probably a few shows I haven't experienced. Like, I don't remember seeing you know older stuff that, that was, like, before Beauty and the Beast, there was a Hunchback of Notre Dame stage show. I don't remember ever sitting and watching that. That's probably one of my least favorite movies, so I never bothered with that. Uh, the other, and as far as for stuff that I, as far as for experiences that I that I've never done that I'd like to do is in Epcot during the holidays. I've never seen the candlelight processional, and I just I would like to because it seems like it's just a really, just seems like it's a really nice thing to go and watch. You know the the story and the and the chorus behind it. I. I like music. I like live entertainment a lot. So one of these years, I'll get down there and I'll wait it out or do one of the dinner packages and and check that show out because I everybody I've known that have seen it, my parents have seen it, my uncle and I know Milford, you've you've gone and so I I know it's a really awesome thing to see live. So I'll I'll get there and experience that one of these times. Yeah, I haven't done that either. No, okay. I mean, it's you got to want to do it because, like you said about eating up time, your 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 night is pretty much shot. Right. If you're not doing a dinner package, you're you got to wait in line with yeah. Everybody. And people queue up for that thing. You know, where the first show is like at five thirty or something like that, and people are queuing yep. up from lunchtime. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I mean, you could stand and watch, but I don't. I don't feel that that's the same experience as sitting down inside the amphitheater and and getting the full experience of everything. Right. Definitely. So, and it's pretty amazing because the the choirs made up from cast members. Yes. So they're volunteer cast members. They don't get paid anything extra for doing nope. that show, which yep. is pretty cool. And that show is very old. I don't want to go into a history lesson here, but that used they used to do that at the Magic Kingdom, out in front of the train station. Yep. Uh, you know, inside the park, obviously, but that's where that originated until late '90s when they moved it over to Epcot, and then it grew. To, and they only did it. I think the two weeks before Christmas or the week before Christmas, and it was not very, it, it was nothing as what it is now. And they moved it over to Epcot and and it grew and expanded. And now it's three shows a day from Thanksgiving till Christmas Eve or right through New Year's. I'm not sure when they run it, but it's it's definitely grown in the years since they've done it. And I think, I believe they do a version in Disneyland as well. Right, Jessica? Of the, the candlelight thing? Something, yeah, I know it's not the exact same, but they do... Or, or they used to. Some I don't think they did one last year because I don't remember seeing one. But they do, they do special like holiday stuff. But I don't remember anything specific about like a candle themed. I could okay. be missing it though. They just call it the candlelight pr- processional. It's, I believe they walk in holding candles. Like I said, I've never seen it. I don't know, but I, it's basically the reading of of the Chris. What is it, Milford? It's the Christmas. It's the Christ. That's right. Birth, if they do it, I've Jesus. never seen it. They have Santa come in, but I don't know about any reading or anything. I've never heard anything about that. Okay, I don't know. I thought I had read or heard somewhere that they did something similar, or some other probably type do. of <laughs> holiday thing at Disneyland, and it's like one of the longest running shows in you know history. Like, I bet they do. So, anyway, I'm getting way off track, but <laughs> so I've never done that. And as far as for stuff that I have to do every time, I'm gonna take Adrian's approach here and go and in park order because it's just easier <laughs> uh, magic kingdom i consider the castle an attraction in a show I mean, obviously you can't miss you can't miss it when you walk down main street but some people either go to the right or to the left depending on where they go i enjoy walking under it it's not as elaborate and there's nothing really to see like 
in Disneyland, but there's this really beautiful mosaic of Prince Charming putting the Cinderella's shoe on, and it's there used to be a really awesome gift shop in there that used to sell medieval type stuff. They had like swords and daggers and letter openers that were in the shape of swords, which I'm staring at the one that I have now that I'm glad I bought because it was expensive stuff that not a lot of people bought and eventually it turned into the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, which is just a cash machine for them, for little girls. <laughs> so there's not much to look at in there, but it's fun to walk through and say you walk through the castle. Uh, I have to do the people mover every time. That's probably hands down one of my favorite attractions, even though it's just a simple ride around Tomorrowland, but Tomorrowland's my favorite land. It's so the best. I just I love people mover. I love it, and it's usually multiple times a trip, just because it's mm-hmm. nice. It's just nice to go and relax. Even if the line is somewhat long, it's constantly moving. As long as they don't have to stop the thing, it it's really never more than ten fifteen minutes. You know, unless it's Christmas Day. <laughs> but I always got to catch that, like Milford said, and everybody else has said. Pirates and Haunted Mansion; those are just you know, it's not it's not a complete trip unless you hit some of those classics. Small World is another big one for me. I really love that attraction. It, I always did, and I did more once I started bringing my kids. Just watching them look at everything in there and take it all in, being because we were my kids were so young when they were in the parks their first time. You know, the son was eleven months, and the other two were six months. So watching them. Just their eyes just glazed over. Just taking it all in was just an experience I'll never forget as as being a parent because that's just awesome when you see them just enamored by everything that's going on around them. So, and whether they remember it or not, you never know. You know until they get older. But it's just experiencing that with them is is pretty cool. So, as far as in Epcot, I gotta hit Spaceship Earth every time I go. Also, that's another multiple time thing. I just love that attraction. It's it's been a favorite of mine since the park opened and the first time I was there. I take with a grain of salt what they did to the end of it. You know, I get you know, computers are the way of the future, but I, I think they could have thought a little more and, and actually had other stuff to look at on the descent back <laughs> down after that. But it is what it is. It's still fun. I still play around and do different scenarios. So that's really cool. I guess Sorn is, is on that list now because of all the other attractions there. I mean... None of them are really must-dos anymore, unfortunately. Uh, Test Track used to be. I mean, I enjoy it, but I, I liked the old campy story better than what's in there now. You know, making a fuel-efficient car just isn't doesn't do it for me. <laughs> it's still a, it's still a fun ride, but uh, as I've said on here and multiple times, I like being told a story, and I just feel there's no story there anymore. So. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> as, far, as far as the other two parks, there's nothing I really have to do in the studios. Uh, it's always been my least favorite park. I enjoy the great movie ride. I think I like the little montage movie at the end more than anything else, just because I like seeing all the funny clips and everything all all together done at once. Animal Kingdom, I do enjoy going on the safari, that, but I don't know that it's a must-do. Like if I, there's, there's nothing that's must-do as far as any of those attraction wise in those things food like i said we can go on a whole other tangent about food but mm. i gotta have a mickey bar i gotta have some popcorn even though it's pop secret now it used to be orville renbacher's back in the day is what they used to use i believe so now they have pop secret stickers on all the popcorn carts because that's what they're using but it all comes from indiana so i'm happy oh there you <laughs> go <laughs> So restaurants, you know, if I could, there'd be ones I'd eat at every time, but it just can't because of, depending on the situation, I really enjoy over at Epcot, like Adrian said, there's so many restaurants, but I I enjoy the Mexico Pavilion, any of them. So even if it's just grabbing some guacamole and chips from the quick service on the outside, that's, that's cool for me. Coral Reef Restaurant is one of my favorite ones, but... It's not everybody I like else. that one too. I just love that restaurant. I mean, I'm not a huge seafood eater, but there's a few things I do get on that menu that they do really, really well. And just the ambiance is—it's just a beautiful restaurant. And looking out at the the ocean, the, the background music is nice. It's just a chill place, man. It's mm-hmm. it's hidden away. You know, people know about it. It's always busy, but it's not there's it's not the hustle and bustle of a normal you know Disney restaurant. At least you know in my eyes, that's a pretty cool yeah. place. In the studios, wasn't much of a place, but the little high-octane bar that was back behind near the Backlot Tour, I always liked going there because it had a great selection of different beers, and they made great cocktails and concoctions during the holidays, during the now-gone Osborne Lights. So that was always a 
favorite place of mine to hit. That's not there anymore. You <laughs> know, food for others and uh, you know, booze for me. <laughs> yeah, the one about the Osborne lights kind of bums me out because I'm gonna miss that a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I caught that last Thanksgiving. I'm really really glad I did because looking back and speaking with other people on Twitter recently about it and just like you know, going since the first time they they started that where it was just walking through the old back lots and they basically just decorated like the Golden Girls house and the empty nest house and had like the that one christmas tree and then the those the angels that are hang that were hanging up in that uh back lot area that was kind of all it was there was no music there was no snowflakes it was just lights you know some blinked some didn't and you know it turned into this redonkulous display hidden mickeys and hidden star wars stuff and the baby dinosaur from that dinosaur show and purple cat and music <laughs> and so yeah it was like sensory overload but but it was really, really cool to to go and check that out. I guess that's another thing I can say. I've never, I never did. I never saw the Osborne lights, which is very sad. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully there's been rumors and stuff that it may end up either. People have said Disney Springs. I don't think it would belong down there. I, I think it would be great if they put it in Epcot. There's a this big trellis they put up between on the bridge between Future World and World Showcase. Well, they used, used to, to be. They used to be, right. They don't do it anymore. And it was called Lights, Lights of, of Winter. Lights of Winter, right. See, Milford knows. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, that dated back a long time ago. And it was basically, it was similar to the Osborne Lights, but not with the crazy rock and roll music and stuff and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It was very more classically themed music, Christmas music. <clears throat> it was like 15-minute shows, and they blinked and went on and off. And it was very, and it was just really cool. You stood under it, you watched it, and it was it was a pretty cool thing. I'm pretty sure they can incorporate something either in that area or somewhere else to do something. I, I know they can't. Yeah. I know they can't do it in the magnitude because they don't have the area. But who knows when they get everything done if it gets put back in any sort of area? I mean, you know, you never know. I'm sure they can incorporate something into a Toy Story theme or a Star Wars theme or who knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe the new, uh, maybe the new Pandora Land will have some sort of bioluminescent ridiculous show with their glowing plants or something like that who knows <laughs> or maybe they'll just put barges on the river in animal kingdom and put it there since they can't seem to get a show running there yeah, oh no, no, there's 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 still rumors there's i just heard something about that it's there's, supposed to start this start, week this week yeah yep that's what i had heard too so um, i'm so, hopeful it'll be running when i get there pretty sure my parents are too they're going third week of november so yeah i'm sure they're They'd be happy if it was running then too. That's that's basically my list of must dos, and pretty much everything is a must do. <laughs> but it's whatever we can fit it's, in, it's whatever while we're we can there. fit in. But there are those definite staples that you know that everybody has that they have to do when they get there. There's some great live entertainment that I do actually like to see too. Now I know Disneyland is is known and great for a lot of their live entertainment that they have walking around the Magic Kingdom. That's, that's constant throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I know Magic Kingdom here does also. You have the Dapper Dans, you have the Main Street Philharmonic. Uh, my favorite thing to watch is the Jammers over in Epcot. I mean, I mean, it's just really cool to me. I, I I'm a drummer as well as a hobby, so it's really great for me to see those guys. And I always like to stop and chat with one or two of them afterwards if they're not running off in a hurry, just because it's it's cool to chat with cast members and especially guys who do stuff that that you do as a hobby and it's just cool to just you know say hello and shake hands and tell them good job and i know in disneyland jessica there's there's tons of like new orleans style bands that are always out and about that i've i i've heard live recordings of them but i'd love to see that stuff live if i can ever get out there oh yeah the fantasyland frontierland and new orleans square each have their own themed band that kind of goes around during different times of the day. Like the Fantasyland one's called the Pearly Band. So they play like really dramatic renditions of like Disney classic songs that kind of have like that old timey twist. And then the New Orleans Square Band is a pirate band. They're called like the Bootstrappers. And Hmm. then there's the Frontier. So it's just really fun because any land you walk into, there's something different going on. So it's just kind of exciting. Yeah, definitely. And there's like a straight up jazz band too, right? Yeah. That plays they play, in like a Dixieland band. Yeah, there there are a couple of 
different bands that play. There's a stage in New Orleans Square. Um, there's a, mar- a restaurant called the French Market Restaurant that has an outdoor patio and then it has a stage. So you can eat and listen to the band play jazz and it's super cool. And then California Adventure has a similar setup. So there's just a lot of opportunity to basically sit, eat and listen to live music. And in California Adventure, you can have a glass of wine or a beer or something too. So Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bonus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, cool. There was something else I was going to mention, but oh, going back to what Jessica was talking about earlier on with her experiences with the characters and stuff. The Magic Kingdom and Epcot when it first opened, they used to operate the same way with the characters. It was they were walking around, there was really no attendant there might have been in the distance, but it, there was no queue lines for any of the for any of the characters, and that was the you know that was from Mickey right down to some of the lesser known ones that used to walk around, and you just kind of it was kind of like the honor system, and it was very rare that you got a picture of just you with the character because when I go through old pictures of my brother and I's first trips in the early '80s, you know it's me, my brother, maybe two or three other kids with Mickey or with you know the Orange Bird, you know we have pictures with Friar Tuck, Pinocchio, and stuff like that, and it was I'm not sure when they probably as park attendance increases increased maybe they or you know i know unfortunately characters were getting injured and people were not so nice about waiting in lot other kids being in the pictures and so on and so forth it was probably a darker side to it is what made them transition to how they do it now but it was definitely the same way and i i hear from i know from disneyland fans who have visited walt disney world that's definitely a perk that they enjoy having in Disneyland that you don't have to wait in line. You can just, there's number one, I hear there's more characters walking around and they are just so much more accessible, which I think is awesome because I wish it could be that way, but I understand why it can't on our coast because there's just, there's just too many people. It's, it's, there's just too much going on. I don't, I don't think that they can get away with it because I I don't think they'd move traffic as well as they would like to throughout the parks. I mean, and I think they also do it because the more you're wandering around on the streets, the, you're not spending money, <laughs> which is what they want you to be doing. If you're not on an attraction, they want you in a shop or in an eatery. So I know, you know, Jessica said you don't, you know, you're chasing Peter Pan around and stuff like that. Like, that's awesome. I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. You know, that's that's cool because that just adds to the experience to me of of meeting the characters and having spontaneous, you know, conversations or or whatever comes out of it. So... Yeah, one thing that's tough about that setup is that it's it fluctuates dramatically. If you're there on a day when it's not that busy, there are no characters around and you know, if if there's always a setup of you get in this line to meet this character, at least you know characters will be there. And the print, the fantasy fair is always running. Mickey's always in his house. So, so there's a few characters you know for sure you'll always see, but in terms of the ones that just kind of wander around with a cast member cuz they always have like a a cast member with them but when there's a day that's not that crowded there's nobody there so it kind of stinks if you're going and you want to see a couple of characters and they're just not around but then the flip side is they're everywhere like the the best time of year i think to to meet characters in disneyland is right now it's halloween time because all of the villains are out and they just are in every corner you turn there's another villain frollo um, tapped me on the shoulder last year and he scared the living daylights <laughs> out of me because he's so big and he's just terrifying. But th- that's it's just cool because the villains don't really stop. Like the regular characters, a lot of times they'll walk around and then they'll kind of pick a place and then a line sort of forms to talk to them, but it's not a big deal. The villains don't do that very often. They like to just walk around and basically taunt people. So that's <laughs> nice. really fun. Yeah, that's it's really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Like the Queen of Hearts is, I don't think she's ever stopped to talk to people that I've seen. She just like runs past people and shoves them out of the way. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. And Cruella Deville does that too. She gets annoyed with you if you are wearing Dalmatian print. She gets very <laughs> jealous. That's cool though. That's great. I can say the only characters I know that are somewhat walk around and do not have a specific line or anything are the Green Army Men when they're walking around uh, Hollywood Studios now. Th- I guess always they kind of hang in the, on Pixar Place where Toy Story and Mania is, and I've had some great experiences with them. They're they're fun because 
they're covered completely. You can't see their faces. They got that green wrap all over them, and they're just they're great with kids. There's great pictures of one of them, you know, messing around with my daughter when she was younger, and my daughter kept hugging the green army man or woman, whoever was was dressed. But just even with the adults, like they've messed with with me and my wife before, and so that that was a lot of fun. I've had some great character experiences on ones that aren't always with an attendant and that you don't have to wait in line for. Like I know a bunch of years ago, Woody, Jesse, and it wasn't Bulls, it was just Woody and Jesse. They used to hang out on the bridge by going over Splash Mountain. And they would just kind of hang out there. I remember going and getting pictures and stuff like that. And Woody was just like a total goof. Like, I'm trying to take pictures of him and my son. And he kept getting real close to the camera. He's signing the thing. He's sitting down. Like, he was just totally, he's just totally being a goof. And it was hysterical. It was so, so cool. And I was like, I should probably be videotaping this. But I was like, oh, you know what? It's better if I don't. Because it's just a great, it, it was just like a great experience to have with <laughs> with them. And I remember on our honeymoon, we were in... It happened to us twice, so it led me to believe that it was the same person as the Hook, Captain Hook and Smee used to used to be out by pirates. And I remember on our honeymoon, you know, I had my my groom's Mickey ears hat on, my wife had her veil one, and they just uh, Mister Smee just would not leave her alone. I don't know if it was a little dude in there or or a woman, but just was like was like harassing her when we were, you know, trying to take pictures of her. Kept flipping the veil over her head and like knocking, just the same thing, just being like a goof. And like, you know, Hook was, you know, pretending to get aggravated with him, like crossing his arms and shaking his head, tapping his foot. And it was just funny. And then we saw them like later the next day or, or a few days later over in Epcot, they were... I don't remember exactly where they were, but it was the same thing. Like, like they were walking somewhere, and they saw us. And you have just married buttons and all that other stuff. You're a target anyway. But same thing. Like he kept messing with her hat and form, messing around and like hugging her, and it was it was hysterical. But you know, it's it's that stuff is great, but you don't you don't get that that much anymore, if at all. Except for like I said, with like the Green Army man men. So that's you know that kind of sucks in a way because that's it's just different than. And just being in a line and walking up to them and having a conversation. And I know they don't rush you, but, you know, the the PhotoPass people and everybody else are kind of like, okay, your pictures are done. Get out. <laughs> oh, one thing I did learn on the tour that we did, which is related to characters. So the, the woman was telling us for the characters, if your child goes up to a character and initiates a hug, which is usually the how it works, the character is not allowed to stop the hug. So if your child wants to stand there and hug that character for five minutes, then so be it. Nobody will, you know, the, the handlers, the attendants will not tell you to move along, will not say, okay, that's good. And the characters will embrace for as long as possible. And from, and to my knowledge, that was not something that Disney implemented, I think she said. I think a lot of them started doing that. Because the thought process is how crappy is it if you were hugging a princess or hugging Chip and Dale and all of a sudden they just let go. They're like, all right, I've had enough. You know, what What is? What message does that send to the kids? You know, they're like, okay, that's enough. You can only hug me for 10 seconds. So I think that's so sweet, though. I'm just picturing like a little kid hugging Winnie the Pooh or something. And yeah. I, that's, I think that's so great. Like, I and never thought totally of it. true. It is, My yeah. My kid will hug forever. <laughs> Like, I have to be the one to go, all right, Melanie, come on, sweetie. Right, right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I Unless never would have thought Kylo of that. Rin, because he doesn't hug back. No, he doesn't hug back. Just in case back. you're wondering. No, no I, I can't imagine. The <laughs> evil queen doesn't either in Disneyland. If There was a little girl dressed as Snow White that went to hug her, and I've never seen someone look so disgusted. She kept trying to shove her away. It was really funny. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll uh, that'll about wrap it up for this week. Thank you again for listening along with us and following along with us on all our social media outlets and downloading and listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. We'd like to see a couple more reviews on iTunes. That would be really, really great. Some five-star reviews and some comments. It's always great. Helps us out. Let us know what you like and don't like. You know, maybe some suggestions for future content on the show. And that goes for across any of our social media. If there was a topic you would 
like us to discuss or explore, you know, opinions you would like on, on experiences that any one of us have done. Between all of us, we've, we've hit a lot of different things between the parks and the cruises, and we're lucky enough to have Jessica on board with us, who is very knowledgeable over on Disneyland, so definitely reach out to us if you have any questions on any of those fronts. So before we go, I'd just like to give out our social media accounts so you know where to find us. And so we'll start with Milford. You can find me on my blog, MilfordHutzel.com. That's my Milford on the Move blog. I'm also on Facebook, same name, Milford on the Move. And on Twitter, Milford on Move. Okay. And Jessica? So you can find my blog at DuchessOfDisneyland.com. I'm also on Facebook at Duchess of Disneyland, Twitter at Duchess Jessica, and Instagram at the Duchess of Disneyland. Very good. And Adrian? Hey, my blog is wdwbound.com, and you can find me on Twitter at wdwbound underscore com, and on Facebook and Instagram at adrienwdwbound. Excellent. And as for me, you can find me on Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr., and on Twitter. Instagram and Periscope at BlackPearl454. As for our missing members, you can find Melanie on her site at dclprepschool.com, and you can search for that same handle in on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. She's on there, DCL Prep, for all your cruise needs. And for our runner extraordinaire, Crystal, you can find her on Twitter at Disney Brewing. And as far as for the Diz Explorers, you can find us on our website at thedizexplorers.com. We're on all the social media outlets. Just search for Diz Explorers. As far as the podcast, you can find us on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. If you like YouTube, we are also on YouTube. No videos, though. Lucky for you people. (laughs) And that's about it. So thank you for listening. And we will talk to everybody next week. Thank you.